Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. We weren't late going live, you were late getting here. Welcome to the Raw Review Podcast. It's Gang Wars edition <laughs> of Monday Night Raw. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by the Professor Dan Layton. Dan, in our new studio I space. Know. I'm still getting used to it. I haven't even like done the mic bit. I'm, I, have, I couldn't find where the little iPad was. I'm it's, thrown. It's behind you now. It, isn't it? it didn't used to be. No. Hey, Dan, have you seen this? I don't know. Wait, what? Well, look, look, look behind you. Look behind you. I'm looking at me on the little screen there. Oh well, now isn't that quite fabulous? Can hey. I have any color? Can I be green? Do you want green? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get back. To I was going to say put it back to blue. Yeah. Terrible. But, but it's fun that we can. Terrible for podcast listeners. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk <laughs> podcast. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. Give us a little thumbs up to help us in the old algorithm, and give us a comment down below to let us know what you thought of this episode of Monday Night Raw. And if you're watching live and you want to get your thoughts read out on the air, you will need to go to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of your messages above the five US dollar level. Producer Rich has set my microphone up really weird. Yeah, I know they're all quite a bit odd, but I'm getting used to it now. Yeah. I've figured it out. Look, look. I have to... I know. Reach so far over to touch I know. the wall. And yet I don't have to reach very far over at all to touch this. This is so much closer to us championship. now. <laughs> um, also, um, it's not that warm in here. We did have a bit of exercise just now where we both ran to the bathroom, but also um, I then got, I was like, well, it's kind of chilly, so I've put on a jacket again, yeah. which is nice because it used to be quite stifling. You did a little bit, yes. Gosh, Actually, what, what a treat. Well, we'll go into a little bit more about why we were slightly late to this show. Uh, once we've done the main talking point of the show, which is the Bloodline and Judgment Day for one night only, singing from the same hymn sheet and then involved in some... Sets falling apart. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. ...in some gang wars activity yeah. later on in the night. So the show opened with the Bloodline, um, obviously minus Roman Reigns because... Mm -hmm he don't work aprils and <laughs> they they came down to the ring and they were starting this promo and it was and i i honestly thought I was like oh man i can't believe i'm now sat here uninterested i know in this bloodline storyline I've, I've really lost a lot of my luster for it particularly because then it's like we need to solve the kevin owens and Sami Zayn problem i'm like oh man this is all we've been yeah. doing for a while now and it's the same promo and then the judgment day came out and instantly nipples hard i was like <laughs> so what what is what is this what, what do you mean the, the bloodline are here mm. sorry the, the judgment day are here and the judgment day come out and jay uso's like 
what's going on? Mm. You didn't tell me that this was going to happen. And Paul Heyman revealed that he's made an arrangement with the Bloodline. Mm -hmm. Even though Finn Balor does not like the Bloodline, no. because of course, they, them and God beat him at uh, Extreme Rules they a couple did. of years back. They did. But they formed a, a one-night alliance yeah. to solve each other's problems. Signed off by the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. He made a big point of saying, like, Ro Roman has said this is what we should do. Like, from an absentia, Roman has said yes. Yes. So there was going to be uh, the bloodline taking care of Rey Mysterio. Well, what they said was we're going to solve the Bad Bunny problem. Yeah. But Bad Bunny's on next week's show. So. Right, so a bit early. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoopsie. The contract was signed too yeah. early. So instead they just took on Rey Mysterio and mm. the LW. Thankfully, the LWO showed up. They so were free. they could also take yeah. on them. Uh, and in the main event, it was a six-man tag of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle versus Judgment Day. Yeah. Because they are doing the six-man tag at Backlash, uh, Backlash yeah. against the Bloodline. Yeah. Uh, so... It was, it was a fun opening segment. The best thing about this opening segment was Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley yeah. locking eyes with each other because Solo Sokoa was like, oh, I think I could be SmackDown Women's Champion. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like, it was the two enforcers. It was the two that if I was going to get caught in a dark alley with a member of the Bloodline or a member of the Judgment Day, those are the two I would run from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so they were like, they just locked eyes with each other and wouldn't stop staring. Mm. And at one point, he was like, Jay, can you swap places with Solo? Yeah. Because like <laughs> Solo and Rhea Ripley were opposite each other. Yeah. Like, can you swap places? Yeah. So Jay swapped places with Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley, like an ultimate badass, oh, yeah. just swaps places with Finn Balor so that she can still stare daggers into Solo. Straight mommy behavior. And it, unfortunately, the, we didn't get any more follow-up on that. Like, that's the stuff I actually want. That's the stuff I was really into. Yeah. Who's going to really... Like, we could have we had a big old match there. Well, maybe we still will. Maybe Someone we still will. Coming. Um, and that led into Rey Mysterio versus Solo Sokoa. It did. Um, I thought this had uh, more rest holds than your usual Solo Sokoa match. Yes. Rest holds, uh, if you will. Thank you for joining us. The show is now <laughs> over. Um because I, 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 let me tell you, I won't. I'm not going to. I'm no, not going to go with race holds ever. But it was, it was it was a decent little TV match, um, uh, which is a thing that I say quite often. Yeah. It's damning with faint praise. But it was it was it was fun. Um, I mean, I just really dig Solo Sokoa. Like I love. He's great. They're doing a great job protecting him as well. Yeah, yeah, they are. And I think he's he he's lost the one match to Cody. Um, which was even so a very impressive looking effort. He was a difference maker in the main event of WrestleMania and the main event of Clash of the Castle and every main event in between. Um, but you know, Solo is a, is a is a bamf, a bamf, a badass mother oh, friend, mother friend. Of course, uh, I I only know bamf from uh, the place in Canada. I didn't know there was a place in Canada called yeah, Bamf. Yeah, there's a, there's a place in Canada called Banff, right? Uh, which my friends and I thought was hilarious yeah. when we were students because it's called Banff. you would, yeah. Well, it, it sounds like, you know, someone has punched someone in a comic book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Banff! Um, it's the sound that Solo makes when he bamps someone on the head as well. So I suppose, it, yeah. It works all together. Um, they, during the show, during this match, they did the rundown of the whole show. And my reaction was, was like, well, we're in April. <laughs> We certainly are in April because, um, you know, it, it's interesting that you've just led us. We don't normally do this. You just sort of led us straight into the first segment and it's going to take us through the show because this Judgment Day bloodline stuff really did take us throughout the whole show start to end. But there really wasn't a hell of a lot to talk about. No. You know, when we think of our, we, we like to do a main show topic here. There wasn't one. We, we struggled to pick one. Struggled this week. Yeah. And it's because the, the April syndrome is in full effect where it's like, we've had mania this mania in particular, they made the wrong choice and I'll 
go I'll go off on that later but that has subsequently meant that a lot of people are spinning wheels and while I find the judgment day uh bloodline storylines overlapping nice and I'm into the idea of gang warfare we did war games in November so yeah, like you know gonna, what we're are we keep this going till November well but I, I Triple H has made a point of saying that war games doesn't have to necessarily be survivor series and the idea of like elimination chamber makes sense because why would you find a, a natural storyline where six people are all have, at war with each other kind of thing? But with a show, with a, with a thing like Hell in a Cell, with something like War Games, it does make more sense to keep those things separate. To and Money in the Bank is another example of a, a thing that should be a pay per view. Um, what's the point of Gang War first if it's not going to lead us to that? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> this really did feel like uh, this will do for this week, right? Like we we just need to get to the six yeah. man. The, 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 the six man and the tag match we're doing a mm. backlash and this is a way to do it that will fill up three hours of TV and we haven't got Bad Bunny this week we haven't got so Bad we Bunny really we haven't got Roman Reigns so like and then like spinning wheels is the best way to yeah. kind of describe not just Raw but I think Smackdown as well feels like it's spinning its wheels the whole thing does and I mean I, I don't get me wring I really liked the matches that we got, I really liked the closing segment. I was into it, even though I didn't think it could have cut off a bit earlier. I, I think there was a lot to this idea that was really cool. It's just hard to care because it feels like there aren't actually any stakes. Well, the other thing as well is that it's, you know, they kept saying the whole point of that WrestleMania storyline. Yes. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were like, it, we're doing this to end the bloodline. We are going to be the ones to end the bloodline. Yeah. And here we are, you know, three weeks after Mania nothing has changed. And I think this show, they all have, and at this point, this is probably the last week we're going to be able to say this, or we'll, we'll probably say it till the end of time, but the real shame is, this is really exposing why they should have put the belts on Cody. Because all keeping the... I, I was... I know we've talked about this a number of times. I was the optimist. I was like, let, let it play out. It's playing out. And the reality of the situation is, by keeping the belts on Roman and Roman not being there, just the virtue of keeping the belts on Roman, if, even if Roman was there, there is nothing for the wrestlers to do. Yeah. Right? We have the draft coming up in a couple of weeks' time. It's kind of hard to care about that because really, what difference is that going to make? Other than, uh, supposedly, some people are going to be on a new show, but the Bloodline are a SmackDown team. LWO were on this show. Rey Mysterio was on this Who show. Who knows what the, like, the Judgment Day are at like, this point? Because is Mys the SmackDown Women's Champion. Like, I just thought you Rey and Solo are SmackDown guys. Yeah. They both are. They all are. I yeah. mean, the, the, so, like, no one knows fully who the Judgment Day are, but Rhea is SmackDown Women's Champion, so I'm claiming the Judgment Day is SmackDown now. Yeah, but it's so, just like, oh, but wait for the draft to come up, and it's like, right? well, it's not going to make any form of difference whatsoever. And and it, but it, but it might if Cody had won the titles, and now you know we well we are going to have the brand split. That means something's going to happen with the belts. Are we going to split them? Is there going to be one belt going over two? This is a fresh opportunity. Three years of Roman's reign, pun intended, has come to an end. We have something to fight for. The thing is, and I've, I've mentioned this a few times when I've been doing the show, it's the George R. R. Martin logic of if you build your whole story around the butler did it, and then at the last second you changed it to the chambermaid did it, your audience is going to be like, well, hang on, where did that come from? That didn't make any sense because we are satisfied by seeing things come to a conclusion. They built the bloodline storyline with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens couldn't do it on his own. Sami Zayn couldn't do it on his own. Together, they could do it and they have Cody to take out the big dog. The logical conclusion, all of it was written right there. And then they didn't do it. And but because they... Damn, a thousand days. Don't care. <laughs> can't even do the bit. I don't even think anyone does. Can't even do... I don't think Roman does. Can't, can't <laughs> you know... 
at this point, because what, what, what's after a thousand days, a thousand and one nights? Like, I don't, it, it's, it's done. Like, the, the story is done when things come to a natural, logical conclusion. And it was different with someone like Drew, because you, you knew Cody was there somewhere. You know, it was different when Seth Rollins nearly did it at the Rumble in 20, was it 21 or 22? 20, uh, 21. 22 at the DQ. Didn't 20, oh, no, you're right. It's 22. 22. 21 was Owens. Right. But it was different. All of those were different. It was different. I, I thought that one of Edge and Daniel Bryan might have won it in WrestleMania 37, but didn't. It was different all those other times because why? We were presented with a logical conclusion. And as a result, we now have a hard time buying into the stakes of this feud. The thing was finished. And now we're being told, not only is the thing not finished, it's exactly the same as it was before WrestleMania. So what you're saying is, none of that mattered, because well, it's not finished well, yet. That's because, Dan, stories don't end in WWE. Stories, just uh, they're always continuing. Like, I've, I've seen a few people defend it uh, in the draft, or this person here said, guys, it's just not enough adversity, which obviously is very true. <laughs> um but like the, the defense is like the real adversity is the one we all fought all along look I like the idea of the draft I like the idea the draft is a, I, I love a brand split I, I would rather not that they do it over two nights I'd rather that we had a GM on both I like an authority figure I like GMs on both I like sep I like separate brands the whole thing I can't even tell you how excited I am at the idea of an AEW draft even though I think that's uh, oh, that, that's a whole different kind of, also it presents a massive issue for us because that's a big Saturday they, show that gonna, <laughs> it's God, Jeepers Creepers turned to me today and said Luke what happens if there's a show on Saturday what happens and I was like Tempest I don't know No, but I t I'll tell you what we'll do we'll do what we did when Smackdown moved to Fridays we'll figure we'll out the figure week it out. we'll figure it out the week before it starts yeah. and we'll, we'll put a plan in place but like the, the, I like the idea of a draft I like, I like the idea of all of this by the, like I said I like the idea of the Judgment Day teeming with the bloodline to help neutralize each other's problems. It's just the problem is the bloodline's problem was supposed to be based on the story that you told us each other. That so, was what yeah. the story was supposed to be. So the defenses I have seen, you know, looking at the, the live chat here, uh, it's mania burnout. Which, which which I would I strongly d disagree with because I don't think that would exist if Cody was chatting. That's what I was going to say. Burnout, WrestleMania burnout is a huge thing. We all feel it. You know how you fight that? By giving us something new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you reset. You press yeah. reset and you start some new things going. Yeah. And, that, and we haven't done that. We're doing all of the same things. Where it all people, begins again. But some people are doing less than what they were doing previously. Uh, and the other uh, one I've seen is that, well, they're just waiting for the draft. Well, you make the show. Just yeah. do the draft two weeks earlier then. Also, why is the draft being done before Backlash? Well, so it's being done because I, I believe the American football is also having a draft right. at the same time. Yes, so I have read that. So they're, they're trying to tie into that. Like, like that matters. But um, even, because I did, I went, I read, I didn't read the details of when the American football draft is, the NFL draft, but I did read that and then start thinking about deadline day. And I started imagining my, I started fantasy booking myself in the writer's room for WWE, giving them a big pitch about deadline day on Sky Sports and being like, oh, you know, when we, we, we like, it goes on for the whole month and there's trying to jockey a position and, and sign up someone. And can you sign that? Like, can Liverpool sign Cody Hakpo underneath the United's radar? Not someone in a United shirt, right on the hard cam, by the way, big fan of that in Little Rock, Arkansas. Did you spot it? Well, it's the, probably the closest anyone's been to Manchester that's a uh, Man United fan. Thanks for joining the show. The show's finished now. Um, but, um, like the, football the, thing, hey, I've, I've hey, got them. Hey. You know, you know your sports football, jokes. Football, um, but like the the idea of like, oh, trying to you know sign and the the, the this is a raw talent, but we're trying to sign them because we really want you to be on the show. Ah, no, but they've just signed to another raw. Do that, and then the deadline day, the last show, they're all trying to sign, and who knows? There's something you can play with the idea of it, but without 
while they're spinning their wheels with the Roman storyline not finished with no titles to defend because the titles aren't on the show, what's the point? Do you know what I mean? And that's that's the difficult part for me. It's, it's I like the idea of it all. I like the idea of it all, but it's hard to buy into the stakes because they haven't given us any. We've gotten slightly off, off our main topic point here, which was when we were talking about uh, Solo versus Ray. And, you know, they put over Solo strong in yeah. this match. Really, really strong. He kicked out the 619. Yeah. Actually blocked the, the third attempt. He had the 619 so he could hit the Samoan spike mm -hmm. for, for the win. Apparently, like, those uh, clips going around, you can hear him loudly say thank you to Ray Mysterio as he's oh, I like that. which I think is great. And, like, Ray, what a selfless wrestler as well to, to, to put this guy over. He's already in the Hall of Fame, and he's done it. Completed yeah. it, mate. Uh, and then the Bloodline beat down Ray Mysterio and the LWO, who did stop the Usos interfering, mm -hmm. but were ineffectual because Solo still just won because the LWO at this point are apparently rubbish. I wish they were more than just t-shirts. Like I like again, I love the idea of the LWO. I like I like a faction in a big way. I like a gang warfare. But at the moment, they're just some guys who Ray gave t-shirts to. They used to be something in the uh, Legada del Fantasma that was a thing. It's not now. Yeah, I I I think the rebadging I like the I like the I, like I don't it. think I like the I think the rebadging has taken something away from them. But that's the thing. They just feel like Ray fanboys now. That's it. If you give them a reason to be the LWO, especially because you've got a Puerto Rico show, like let them be incredibly proud of their heritage. And you know, the whole the whole point of it is to is that, you know, we were sort of held down and now we're banded together and like that was the LWO in WCW, yeah, five red, it, right? It's also gotta remember LWO lasted for three weeks. Right. Like, it, it was a very short run gimmick, and Ray was barely a part. <laughs> but give them something because they're going to sell a lot of LWO shirts at Puerto Rico. They certainly will do. That was and the that's point. the reason to do it. But right? you could have done that with Legado del Fantasma. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Anyway, the, the, the real like sticking point for me on this was, and it sort of really hit home with me was not just the, the opening promo segments, which did feel like a, oof, this, this, we are treading a lot of mm. similar ground here. Just before the main event, which was Judgment Day versus Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, the Usos cut a promo on Owens and Zayn. And I was like, this is just any other wrestling storyline now. Yeah. All of the emotional and character heft that was really, that enthralled audience. Like the audience. When we used to do, like, we did a reaction video to the, the trial of Sami Zayn. The, yeah. The, 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 you know, remember that? Oh my gosh. Like it was an incredible segment. When uh, Jey Uso turned on Sami Zayn, we were like, oh, this is the emotional character work we do. Mm. They just cut any other wrestling any promo. promos. Just like, and we will beat you at the next pay-per-view. And I was like, this has lost every ounce of its emotion. It doesn't feel like losing those belts that they held for a record-breaking number of time has really had any impact on them whatsoever. That's an excellent point. It really doesn't. Mm. And it doesn't feel like Usos and Zayn winning the belts has meant anything for them either. Because they haven't defended it. No. The Street Profits match was, we thought it was a tag title match, but it wasn't. No. So, so yeah, it's just like, they are just lads with props yeah. versus some guys they're now just feuding with. Yeah. It's lost so much. And like, yeah, I was on this moment, they had Sammy and Jay brawling. And I'm like, they're just dudes brawling now. Like, they used to be like, the, like war games. Yeah. When Jay hugged Sammy, we were all like, oh my God, this storyline. And now it's just like, yeah, they're just brawling and it's And there's fine. still moments of brilliance here and there. Like, I, I loved on SmackDown... Um, the moment where um, Heyman is giving it all that about like, oh, you know, when people disrespect you, they disrespect the memory of Yokozuna, the memory of Umaga. Like he did all this. And there was a moment where Solo Sokoa was like, you what, bro? What are you bringing up here? Kind of thing. You watch yourself. And I was like, oh, that's 
tasty. I even sent it to my friend who's an actor being like, look at this acting. And she was like, it's brilliant. So um, there's still moments of that kind of brilliance, but I, I, I keep it's beating a dead horse. The past is done, whatever. Without the titles... On, with, and with the titles on Cody moved into a completely new program this storyline could have carried on but it can't now because you have written yourself into a corner and when you say things like in WWE the story never finishes sometimes they do yeah. I'm sorry sometimes stories finish and sometimes stories get boring if you tell the same one for too long. Rivalry on cooldown, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, anyway, the the good guys won. Uh, they all <laughs> they all hit their moves. There was lots of Rhea interference. I actually felt kind of bad for Rhea Ripley in all of this. She did not feel like the SmackDown Women's Champion in nah. this main event. Just you know the the person that interferes in matches. Um, like, was there a reason, reason Zelina Vega wasn't there? Uh, well, probably because she's on SmackDown, and, and uh, this is a Raw show. Ah, my mistake. <laughs> Uh, what Rhea Ripley basically felt like was if you, you know, back in the day when you play SmackDown 2 or something and you, you were tired of facing each other. So you're like, oh, you could be my manager for yeah, this yeah, match yeah. that's on the outside pressing circle. Trip, 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 <laughs> yeah. trip the entire time. Don't know I never psychology. had a friend to play with. So. Um, she, anyway, she did not feel like a champion in this segment. Good guys hit all of their moves and won. And then the bloodline brawled with them and the LWO ran down. And then everyone brawled. The crowd chanted for tables. The show went off the air. And I... This was a show that was filling time. Yeah, I like a I like a big brawl, and I thought that if they if they'd have cut I got the I got a brawl earlier. Yeah. I've had a, I actually had three different brawls did, on this yeah. show. But but you didn't have a brawl with like twelve different people in it. One, I think, with thirteen. Well, in total. the security guards. They are they're, they're all one person. <laughs> if we're honest, they none of them had faces. But um, the the I like the idea of like a big brawl to go ho to go off the show. I like I like opening a show and they're already fighting and closing a show because I'm, we're out of time. But they're still mm. fighting. What are we gonna do? Why? Well, it makes you excited. It makes you be like, whoa! What did I just watch? Kind of thing. This could have ended about twenty seconds sooner, and I would have felt that. Instead, I was like, we've we've done that, and that's that is nitpicky. But again, the problem is at this point. What are the stakes? Well, I mean, I'm not even going to be nitpicky on this because I think it was superficial. Right. Like, it it, it had no substance. It mm. had no point, no rhyme, no reason. It was just a spinning wheel segment. Mm. Like, it's not going to mean anything for next week. It's not going to mean anything for the pay-per-view. It doesn't mm -hmm. really mean anything for the Bloodline versus Owen Zane and Riddle storyline. Mm. I, I feel like Riddle is such a third wheel in this. I get that he's got history with the the angle because Solo Sokoa took him out back in November. So bring but, him back in but, February. But, but we've like been so emotionally invested in Owens and Zane's journey yeah. to rid the bloodline. All of a sudden, Matt Riddle shows up and was like, oh, hey, I'm also your best friends now. It's like, oh, well, no, I, was, I kind of enjoyed it with just these two guys. I... And also, I, th I feel like it should have ended at WrestleMania because well, that's this is it. Because like, I'm, I'm now trying to work back. Okay, I'm, I don't know what the injury status of any of the stars is. I don't know whether Riddle was injured in, in the Royal Rumble era. It would have probably been a distraction to bring him well, back he, in the Royal Rumble. No, because he got um, well, he got sent to well, reportedly he went to rehab. Ah, and then he was, was, and then he was out of rehab, and then he was just been off TV. Right, like, he okay. wasn't injured or anything like that. It was okay. just. They were waiting for the moment to bring him back and they chose to do it after Mania. Which is a shame because the moment to bring him back was just before Mania or even at Mania. Could you imagine? Like Solo's trying to get involved and then Matt Riddle comes and takes him out. Because he's, if he's there, like you just bash him out and then and then we're finally done. We're down. To, we're down they're neutralized. They're, they're, they're over. And Cody wins and then we've got a whole... And then we've got whole new stories. Loads of stories. You had so many opportunities and by choosing this one, you've squandered all other opportunities. And that bothers me because there's so much talent here and we i think you know that bit in the hobbit i haven't seen the hobbit but 
have seen a video essay about The Hobbit. So I've seen this one clip from The Hobbit where, spoiler alert, probably, I don't know, I haven't seen The Hobbit, one of the characters dies and she goes, why does it hurt so much? And then they go, because it was real. I think the reason we're so like pissed about this is because we all bought that storyline so hard because the Bloodline storyline was the best thing I have ever seen in wrestling, I would say, for at least for 20 years. I would certainly say it is WWE's best oh, story in, yeah. in quite some time. 100% Like that. most compelling, most engaging. Yeah. I didn't watch... Want to see the pay-per-views because yes. of the story as opposed Tune to... Tune into the week to see what's going Absolutely. on. Text your friends about what went down. Absolutely. Do live reacts to stuff. Like I have... I didn't see the Golden Lovers storyline so like I don't know where it compares to stuff from around the world. Yeah, but like, I, I think there have been like... I was... I was you know, AEW, I think I've had some compelling stuff. Yeah. I think New Japan's had some compelling stuff. Impact's had some compelling stuff. So At I, the very I, least, I wouldn't say it's been, I wouldn't say it's wrestling's best storyline. But At I the think, very least, WWE's crown jewel for But I think time. it's easily WWE's most compelling storyline they have had in years. So we cared, right? We cared real hard. And now we don't. And that's why I'm so cross. That, I think that's, yeah. I mean, I, I when we, Pete had his very sweary, moment. his very yeah. sweary rant he had, I did think, I was like, oh, I think Pete's been a bit, bit harsh on this. OTT. Like, it's a bit, yeah. Maybe a little bit like it's because, you know, it, it is, it's a choice. It's not a choice I would have made. But maybe I think Pete might be slightly different. But now I'm kind of in Pete's camp because like... Oh, I'm, Pete was right. Pete was right. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm watching this show and I don't care anymore. And that's so sad. And that is sad. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
But let's see what you think about <laughs> this uh, in the Ultra Chats. Get them in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. BM Whitehouse 76 uh, kicks us off here to say, I kind of want to see the draft split up the Usos and Solo. I'd give Solo a chance to go solo, and Roman should still have a Bloodline member on both shows. Also, I just wanted to say, uh, get well soon to going in Raw's Enforcer. Steve, oh no, what's up with the Enforcer? I haven't said anything about this, so I'll, I'll have to look into that. I love the Enforcer. Um, but yes, please do get well soon. Um, yeah, I well, apparently some people, eagle-eyed viewers, so that's not me because I'm thick, um, <laughs> have noticed this, that apparently in backstage segments, people have got like blue and red lighting, which is sort of almost foreshadowing where they're Camp. heading. Oh, I like that. And uh, during that Usos promo... The, oh, in the background with the... Well, the, the there were two sets of lights. The front lights were blue, the back light was red. So the front lights were where right. the Usos were blue, Solo being red. So maybe, hey, maybe that's a way of them foreshadowing that. The lighting department know the draft ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, like I love an Easter egg, but and, I don't know that that's it. But like if that was it, that would be well cool. I don't, however, think that you need to split Solo and the Bloodline up. Oh, because man. the story's not finished. Sorry, I just, if anyone's saying he's put out a video saying that he is uh, got regarding his health status and he's in the hospital at the moment. That's oh. so sad. Get well the, soon, Stevie. The Enforcer, like, he, he pops into our chats a lot. Oh, for a month. That's oh, so sad. I'll have to send him a message after this. You must. Uh, Ethan says, In my opinion, the only satisfying conclusion apparent to me is a Sammy Rumble win. That's so long That's so away. long away. That's so long away. It's a Sammy Rumble win and a subsequent Mania win. You have time to build him up as a singles guy, but even then I worry it's going to be too long to get there. It feels like it's too late to save it. Sammy should... Yeah, but like to challenge Cody like this is the thing like Roman if Roman is still in the, the main event title picture in Wrestlemania 40 what's the point do you know like it should have finished like it should and he, or he loses it and then comes back and he's like fresh and you've got another reason to want to see him why do we want to see him fight someone now because yeah. it's just going to happen the same way. It's the it's the stakes part of it. What do we have to buy into here? I was going to read this one out from Jambeard, who's been a member for 17 months in a row. He says, The finish of the Cody match in of itself isn't a bad finish. It's the fact that it's the same thing for yeah. the last two and a half years, which I hate. No, I agree with that. And that's the reason that I wasn't so immediately like anti it, because I was like, okay, well, what do you do next? But we have now got the answer of what they do next, and it's this. And the answer, and if this was always what they were going to do next, and that was the, the, I mean, to get to the Cody stuff specifically, I don't know about the KO and Sammy that we were really talking about but if the plan was always that Cody would go into a feud with Brock why isn't he got the belts makes no sense yeah Uh, well, let's get into the rest of the show. Uh, thank you so much for your old chats. We'll be reading out the rest of them towards the end. Um, I did promise that I would peel back the curtains somewhat to reveal why we were five minutes late uh, going on to this uh, episode of Raw. Um, Dan and I were recording something for next week's episode of the Wrestle Talk News. And get ready. It just so happened that as I was coming down to film this, I realized, oh, I haven't set up the podcast stream yet. Yeah. So I had to abandon the shoot so I could go and set up the podcast, create the thumbnail and, and do all of that sort of garbage. Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Got back and then we recorded the skit. And as it finished, Pete was like, oh, it's it's three minutes to four. <laughs> or three minutes to three. And I was like, oh, we go live in three minutes. I need to go for a wee. Yeah. And so we're in a, you know, it's our new studio space. So uh, we went to where there's only one, one toilet. Which is here. poor planning. One, one toilet available to us in this part of. Because the, there's a lot of, of offices. Buildings. 
and there are a lot of offices, but there's only one toilet sort of available. I, there are going to be more just down the way. Oh, so it's we fine. Okay, it's just they're not they're not fine. built yet. So it's currently stands there's only one toilet, and we just happened to get there when someone else went. In. Yeah, and I don't know whether he was having a very big wee, a very big. <laughs> I poo, think he got lost, or he went in there to just crack one off, and we were really <laughs> interrupting his flow because we were outside talking about Solo Sakura and yeah. the NWO. And um, but you know, either way, I was like. I'm going to have to go to the other toilets in the other building. Mm. And our, the way that this place is set up, it really does feel like playing Resident Evil 2 on the original PlayStation. That is exactly it. And you've just picked up a key that unlocks a room yeah. that's on the other side. <laughs> so you're like, corridor, 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 down a set of stairs, up a set of stairs, <laughs> corridor, across a car park, corridor, corridor, yeah. stairs. And I arrived at the office today in London. For all I know, we're in like Coventry. I have no clue where we are at this point. <laughs> I think we're actually in the London Underground. Oh, I see. oh that's what that noise is. Yeah. Okay, great. So, and then I had to, you know, I had to go for a wee in a different part of the, mm. the building and then run back. Yeah, yeah. which I also had to do because I thought, well, like, I'll split our resources. You do that. I'll still wait for this guy who I think must have fallen in. I don't know. <laughs> so in the end, I had to run across as well. There you go. That, that's what happened. That, and that's got, that story has higher stakes than the entirety of Monday Night Raw this week. So we got back here and we were like, like Shane McMahon cutting his promo <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> what's up what's up rest of yeah. podcast <sighs> I've also injured my knee while I sat down so um, <laughs> blowing out all of our yeah. quads uh, so anyway we had all the Judgment Day uh, and Bloodline stuff they announced that Bad Bunny will be on Raw next week blockbuster news and then earlier in the day Adam Pearce had a chat with Chad Gable Maxine and Otis about the draft excuse me Otis thank you do apologise uh, and then we got a recap of Damage Control's business last week, and that led into a match between Bianca Belair and Dakota Kai. Simple and effective booking. Bianca Belair beat the tag partner of the person that she is facing for the title, either on Raw or at the pay-per-view. I hate to be a negative Nancy, but also I love to be a negative Nancy, so mm. I disagree. Because I think the point that the Damage Control, that the, the tag team were making was... I, it's always you, Bailey. It's always you. When is it our turn? Well, Dakota's just shown us why she didn't deserve a turn. I thought she had a good showing here. She, she did okay, but she lost, and she was. It was never in doubt that she was. She was fed to Bianca, right? Mm. I made a point last week when I was talking about how Meechin and Dewdrop were in that match, and I was like, why? Not Dewdrop, Piper Niven. Oops, sorry. Um, I was like, why are they? Why are they there? Like, what? What? Like, they don't deserve an opportunity why I've, I've not been telegraphed that they mm. should why why am i believing that they are next in line this is the perfect opportunity to have one of them take it to the champ showcase and lose without much uh, no pun intended damage like when it's one of the tag team who are making a point to bailey and if they're telegraphing that the damage control are going to split this dissension in the ranks surely dakota should because eo last week proved that they were right to tell Bailey to back off. Because mm. it's our time. Because look at that. I just beat two people in, in one match. And they were really great. And I'm really great. And I'm going to take it to Bianca. Dakota's not had that. She's she, she just not. The match was good. I think Dakota's brilliant. I'm a big fan. But could this not have been... Uh, could this not have been Piper Niven? Right? Could this not have been Candice? Could this... I mean, well, they needed those for the MyGM match later on. But like... the. <laughs> There was they have a stacked roster, but you'd never know it. And I've got I make that same point again later on in the show mm. because I'm so stealing that joke for next week's review. By the way, fine, fine, have it. Put a little credit on the on the screen. <laughs> oh, I will. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it just makes them look weak. Like they can't, and they can't even. They now can't go to Bailey. Eo could, but Dakota can't go to Bailey and say, "See, 
because like she yeah you know? i know I, I i get your point if, if i was to pick a nit uh, on this it would be that this was simple and effective booking to get to bel air and eo sky but there was not a lot of focus on the fact that we're going to bel air and eo sky this, this was is... just bianca Belair beat dakota kai and eo was at ringside so like it never felt like oh and that's the title match they didn't have that moment where they stared each other down and one mm. of the you know and bianca lifted up her title belt or anything like that it was just like no they were at ringside yeah. and, and dakota I even wrote and that away we go at one point there was a shot of them that looked like an office cut away like i think dakota got kicked in the face and then it cuts to eo and bailey going <laughs> and i was like <laughs> why do i believe these people what are the stakes um we got a recap of cody and brock and then the judgment day cut a promo about uh, bad bunny uh, and then cody came out for a promo to call out brock lesnar only adam pierce came out to say cody you're not medically cleared to have a fight with brock lesnar tonight and Cody respectfully left the ring. But but then but then he thought of the adversity. So a giant sign in front of him that said, I can't remember what the sign said, but it was all I was thinking about. So he got back into the ring with a steel chair and, uh, and Adam Pearce was like, no, well, security are going to have to come out and, and stop you now. And then Brock Lesnar came out having stolen Trish Stratus's wardrobe. And... <laughs> <laughs> There's your my GM tag team, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and then Cody beat up security. Brock Lesnar chuckled and walked away. What an easy day at the office this was for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Showed up, yeah, had a little giggle, and away he went. And then Cody won a Royal Rumble with the rest of the security, tossed them all over the top rope, and then uh, he said, "You're not a cowboy, you're a coward," and and that was that. So. I have a few things to say about this. It might surprise you that I've got an opinion on this particular part of the show. First of all, if he's not medically cleared to, to be there, make that a part of the narrative of the show. Don't advertise it as well, like, because they're like, hey, hey. tonight, you're going to see Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't think it's legit. But like, let's just say, let's just say that that's a story you want to tell, that even though Cody is medically cleared, that adversity is just another hurdle that he has to go through because he's just got to earn it, really. He's not done enough. So if that's the case can we have a segment backstage with with adam pierce mm. saying like you can't okay like i know you've got some stuff to say i know you're feeling a certain type of way i have to look after your health so don't look for a fight yeah. tonight so that you can set that up and let it be a thing if he's not medically cleared to be there why is he there where's your internal story logic where is the continuity in that it's nowhere also if he's not i can never buy cody Rhodes isn't medically cleared to compete because he's he wrestled a whole match with his arm hanging off yeah. we all saw it dan I, I i understand what you're saying but you see over there we're in our brand new studio yes, you I see, am, yes. see those wheels yeah which need to spin them for a bit mm. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. In that case, keep going, I guess. Also, um, could have been for the belt. I just wrote, I kept writing, could have been for the belt. <laughs> and my final thing was, I really liked when Cody came in the ring and gave it the, um, the Dan Quayle. This, is, this might be a deep cut. The Americans will know in the, in the chat. When, um, uh, Dan Quayle in the, in the debates sort of compared himself to Jack Kennedy, uh, this is the vice presidential debate, and he was George H.W. Bush's vice presidential candidate. And I can't for the life of me remember who his opponent was. They didn't win. That's probably why. But he, he's like, Dan Quayle's like, Jack Kennedy was also young when he became the president, so my youth shouldn't be held against me. And he just goes, Senator, I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. 
Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy. <laughs> and that, it's, it's so delicious. It's such a wonderful put down. And that's kind of what he did. I know cowboys and you ain't one. Even if you are dressed a little bit like The Undertaker is what I wrote down. But yours yeah. is much funnier. Well, I, I, he stole The Undertaker's uh, gear after he did that sad strip tease at the yeah. end of WrestleMania. <laughs> I also wrote here, he's come dressed as Jeff Jarrett. He's about to beat Effie and then never do another GCW show again. <laughs> <laughs> oh god thankfully what came next was awesome before we do can i just say they just no spent they spent a lot of money and a lot of the earth's uh carbon to get brock there <laughs> for that and that's all i've got to say apparently it was lloyd benson lloyd benson thank you for, i knew they'd know of course they would. You can though. always you can always rely on the chat. I mean, actually, our moderators also because our moderators are great, right? Yeah, they yeah, notice yeah. as well that the American football draft kicks off on the twenty seventh of April, while the WWE draft is happening on the twenty eighth. So they're delay anyway. Might as well wait. So up next was I can't wait for this. You, if you're right. make sure you're sat down, strap in, hold on to something. That's all I'm saying. Go on. The floor is yours. Yesterday. WWE put up a match graphic on Twitter to advertise that on Raw it would be a uh, a wrestling contest between Seth freaking Rollins and The Miz. And the pictures that they used for them made it look like the bout was to find out who was the bigger of the two, I can't say the word, but the two bigger Cs. Uh, which of them is the bigger C of the two? And I like we were in the office going like, oh man, The Miz versus Seth Rollins. Could not possibly care less. That's going to be absolutely like nothing and what's the point and the statement because ollie because he hates the seth rollins gimmick that he's currently got at the moment and i'm not the biggest fan of it either and the miz has never had a good gimmick so we were there being like eesh man this is going to be this is going to be rough going mm. turns out seth rollins is an incredible professional wrestler and and uh, and, 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 and hold, hold on the miz was excellent in this match the miz was excellent in this match <laughs> the miz you was, did it the you miz. did it joe so that aside, <laughs> that aside, if I may pick some nits. No! If, if, just I, if, let me have if, this if, moment. If, if I may, if I may, and this is not a slight at the Miz at all Go whatsoever, on. because this is absolutely not his fault, he has pre been presented as a joke. Yeah. He got beat by a Snoop Dogg. I nearly called him Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. He, he got beat by Scooby Doo. <laughs> he might as well have been at WrestleMania. He got beat by Scooby Doo. Everyone else was. He got beat by Scooby-Doo at WrestleMania, and he got beat by Pat McAfee. He got beat by a commentator and a rapper did with you the, see, doing the people's um, elbow. Did you see in his little his little uh, entry graphic at the beginning? It, it I was like, I skipped it. The, oh, that's fine. But the list of achievements on the side, you know where it's like, hails from wherever, like, yeah. is a former champion. Like, two times, it just said, um, beaten by Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania with an exclamation point. Like, wacky fact! Like, it was yeah. a lot. And he, you know, he almost got beat by Shane's torn quad. So, you know, like, he, he is a loser and a joke joke but all of a sudden he's now going toe-to-toe -to -toe with seth rollins and we're supposed to buy it however as i said i am picking that nit however i'm actually going to argue against that nitpick please i don't even need to join in they really did a good job on commentary presenting like this is a, a more serious miz this is a miz who is taking the losses that he had at wrestlemania and the losses he had before wrestlemania the slight that he had against him and he's using that within his arsenal there was a moment when he like kicked rollins's legs out when he was yeah. on the middle rope yeah. I don't know, for the code breaker the ddt roll through into the other ddt was dead good i was like this is really really no pun intended awesome 
it's just it's not going to lead to anything. No, look, it's like what what does this lead to? I get that. I do I do get that, and that's me, that's the whole the spinning wheels thing that we've been talking about for the whole show. Like that is exactly what's going on, and I do understand that next week we're just going to go back to Ms. TV. But like for for an exact if you if you let's say let it play out. Let's say you did want to go down the road of having Ms. be like I'm sort of sick of not being taken seriously i've been here for this long and i've been the grand slam champion for this long once again i'm fantasy booking myself into creative and fighting the corner for the miz if you wanted to go down that road i think he'd make a far more effective united states champion than austin theory what that's, think, that's for darn sure and i and i think that you could play with this idea of like no more like a listen nonsense you're not taking me seriously i got i had it proved to me in hollywood that they don't take me seriously either so sod you all i'm gonna do is come out and i'm gonna batter you and he wrestled that match he got a this is awesome chant from a generous crowd i will say the crowd were generous the whole i night. think the first this is awesome chant was just a very a generous chant. second one earned it that's earned what i mean it, he yeah. earned that chant and i think Miz hasn't really been seen as that. I think there is an underground <laughs> Mizdom. Um, we really, we, Mike Mizan, Mike Miz Fannins. Um, I'll get there. <laughs> That's good. I'll Mike get there. Miz Fannins is good. <laughs> We're all a Mike Miz Fannin. Buy your t-shirt now. Um, but like, th- I, I think it's it's genuinely really nice to see him presented the opportunity. Him and Rollins are booked in a match. They go out and they have a banger. And that for me is wonderful to see and the fact that you just called the miz excellent and he we was, have it he was excellent on video yeah he was he was really really good in this means match the world. Do you know what i would like to see next week Go on. no miz tv yeah drop his goofy ass entrance costume that he has got yeah, drop like... the stupid glasses drop the headband when did that start new, like new entrance three? music give him new entrance music give him a whole new presentation and if you're going to I'm, we're going to take the Miz seriously now. It's hard to do it when he's called the Miz, but if you're going to take the Miz seriously now, completely repackage him. I and I think that will do a lot to remove the the, the preconceptions of look at this goofy dork here. Yeah, because he comes out and he's just all like, "Who's my eyebrows?" And it's like, and you're "Like, no, you're a prick." And I, <laughs> I think that will go a long way. I would disagree. I agree with uh, 95% of that. The 5% is if you get rid of that theme, I'll be very upset because (laughs) I don't think you can argue in the current WWE landscape that getting rid of an identifiable theme tune is a good idea. I've done it for everyone else. Yeah, but like Mrs. is great. I came to I came to play. It's the price to pay. Tell <laughs> you to get down on your knees because pray. Like, you hear that music and you're like, oh, it's Miss TV. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So I, I'm... I would like to see something. I would like for this to lead to something. Mm. I don't think it will. No, I don't think it will either. I feel like this was just, we need to fill some time, go out there and have a good match. But it was a good, it was match, a good match, wasn't it? This is the best that The Miz has been on TV. I'm just going to remove that bar oh, from the, with it. Sorry. Yeah. We're gonna, it's the best Miz match he's had on TV since the, the Johnny Gargano match mm. uh, that he had last year when I said, like, oh, it was a really decent Miz match, to be honest. And it really, it's like, this is one of the few times where you can, like, you could. I I told you he was good in 2016 because I think you have to go back to then to be mm. able to find like oh that was the last time the Miz was good and that was seven years ago and you can find me back then saying it so so I thought this was a really really great match mm. um, I became the troll in the office because uh, I was saying how good this match was and Tempest looked at me was like well you would struggle to have a bad match with Seth Rollins and Johnny Gargano I was like well you know what's the common factor in both of those matches it is the Miz it's the Miz maybe Maybe Johnny Gargano got a good match because the Miz was in there. Mike Mistanins. We've gone even one set higher. 
I don't believe that really. Uh, but I thought this was very good. It's just I I would I'm so let's play, play out. Mm. But I I actually agree with you that this oh man put the, it was put, the put the US title on someone else other than Austin Theory. And, no, I'm gonna scratch that. I was about to say I don't want to go back onto Rollins because we've we've no 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 no. And the fact that like Bobby Lashley was in the room with Austin Theory, I was like, oh man, we're going back to this well as well. And that's what I'll get to. Yeah, but we'll look, get I, to. I think I think you could do a lot worse than putting that title on the Miz and giving him a feud with someone different after the draft. Uh, Owen, Sammy, and Riddle hung out backstage. Uh, there was some dissension between Owens and Riddle, with Sammy playing peacekeeper. Riddle did some com- uh, some comedy. Oh my and god! And then Kevin Owens was like, "Take this seriously." And Ray was like, "And Matt Riddle was like, of course I'm taking this seriously. Like I don't really mean this. This is what they did to me, and I'm now gonna we're gonna go and do this." I was so grateful for that because when he started talking, I was like, "Oh god, he's gonna bring up the bongos again." Isn't he? <laughs> and like, I I can't. I know that I'm. I don't want to be a killjoy. But I can't with nonsense, Matt Riddle. I just can't. And so for him to do something a little bit nonsense, and I'm going to call it the toe, bro. I was like, oh, for crying out loud. So Kevin Owens was on my side. And then I thought what Riddle had to say, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I don't like this nonsense bongos person. Damn, son, get serious. What's that? Steve Austin. That. I've not always been compared to Steve Austin. Uh, Up next was Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. So... I really liked last week's big beefy men slapping meat match Huge. with with Lashley and, and um, Bronson Reed. Awesome, absolutely mm. loved it. So I thought this match stunk to high heaven because it was Austin Theory beating up Bobby Lashley for ages, and it was Bobby selling and selling and selling and selling, and I was like. Who in their right mind booked this? Honestly, after you, after what you did last week, and you were supposed to be presenting Bobby Lashley as this unstoppable force going against this immovable object, he looked pretty stoppable here against was, Austin Theory, and it was a snooze fest. It was so boring, and the crowd do not care about Austin Theory. And let me tell you, I we we've had many conversations about this in the office, and I have seen in the past people. We review all these shows. There's a lot of wrestling to get through. People be like, are you really not understanding it because you watch on two speed or whatever? I don't watch wrestling on two speed. I make a point. I can't. I don't like it. I watched this match on two speed and it still was too bad. Oh, still so, so boring. So boring. I just like, get on with it. It got in one for so long and then Bronson Reed just got in and caused the DQ. And that's and what I, I wanted to see was the battering. I, want, yeah. I, would, I didn't, didn't match. Just go to the Mac stage having a fight. And you they, know, they, they, let, them, let, let Austin Theory have a match with someone else and have Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley interrupt it by fighting through it and carry on through a bit 24-7, sure. But that's why we're, we're not here to see uh, an effective wrestling match between the two, are we? We're here to see them batter each other. So do something with that. I wrote down here, and I've said it before, so this is the second time, there are so many people on this roster, but you'd never know it. Why the hell are we watching Theory and Lashley again? Again. Again, yeah. And it's... So yeah, Bronson Reed jumped in and caused the DQ. They really heavily piped in crowd noise for this because you could see the crowd not reacting to this, but like a constant was being played throughout. Do you remember the SmackDown Hoover? Yes, that, that's what this was. This yeah. was the SmackDown Hoover. And vacuum, please. Hoover's a brand name. And uh, <laughs> Austin Theory got involved at one point, which makes me think that maybe the paper will be a triple threat. And 
all of a sudden I'm now less interested in Bobby Lashley yeah. versus Bronson Reed because I don't want Austin Theory involved. No. That John Cena feud has done irreparable damage to Nothing. poor old Austin Theory. The crowd didn't care about him before then. They care about him even less now. I didn't know that was possible. And it was crickets for the poor lads. Mm. Can't buy heat at this point. Put the, put the US title on Dom. Put the US title on Honestly, Dom versus The Miz. Take it well, to SummerSlam. Yeah, it's not... I, I keep saying you ideas Ford Field. Hang on. <laughs> did you or did you not say but five minutes ago that The Miz was excellent? I, I said he had an excellent he, match. He, he was said, excellent in that match. Dan, he, let's revisit this next he week. was well, excellent. Yes, he was in that match. <laughs> let's table that. We'll bring it up next week and we'll see where we're at. Okay. Could have been a blip. And they also piped in heavily booing noise for Trish coming out for her promo as well. I felt so oh, bad for Trish. Did they boo Trish? You thought that was? I thought that was legit. I was no, like, no. Oh, okay. You could see the crowd sat on their hands. Mm. In fact, some people were literally like jumping up and down cheering for her because she's a legend, mm. and they were piping in like boos for her. But I thought this was a really good promo. Yeah. I mean, it makes no sense that Trish wrestled a full match last week trying to defend the tag belts if she'd attack Lita and then it was going to turn on Becky afterwards. But... It would explain why she missed half her moves, though, because she wasn't really trying. But... Well, yeah, whatever. Maybe. I, I I will give you that as a Michael Jordan at the end of Space Jam level reach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought this promo itself was great because I... yeah. She said that, hey, you know, when I came here, women's wrestling was a joke, which is true. Yeah. Literally, like the pay per view before, like Trish really joined, or a couple of pay per views before she joined, it's the gravy bowl match where the cat takes oh, off the top. The, and the when, ball match when Trish stuff. joined, she literally was there managing a team called T, T and, and a. a. She was there for that purpose. She was there to be T and A, yeah. and she was managing, testing out. Like Jerry Lawler the at WrestleMania 2000 yeah. says, I love T, I love TNA. Tess and Albert aren't bad either. Mm. They introduced um, the women's championship in 1998 to give Sable something to do. Sable wrestled <laughs> it with Jacqueline, who was an actual wrestler but even Jackie was the, taking a top off at Capital Carnage that was the, the point yeah. there um, Deborah won it in an evening gown match even though she had her dress ripped off because Shawn Michaels thought the one who had the dress ripped off was sexier like this is this this, this is, is what, what women's, women's wrestling, wrestling was, was. <laughs> that was uncomfortable and in fact at Wrestlemania 2000 Stephanie McMahon's the champion yeah when but, like, and, Trish and, makes her debut and and I'm really glad you brought that up because I need to say this and I need to say it on the record because Trish said I was the first woman to main event Raw. And I understand that as a heel, you're aggrandizing, you're self-aggrandizing, you're, you're making a point of yourself being bigger than anything. Mm. I will not be gaslit by WWE <laughs> any longer. Trish Stratus was the third woman to main event Raw. Lita was the first with Stephanie. Lita won the Women's Championship from Stephanie McMahon on the August 17th edition of Monday Night Raw in 2000. And it was the main event, The Rock was the special referee, Angle and Jericho and the Hardys were there as well. But the main event of Raw was two women in the year 2000. That was the real first women's main event. They have been peddling this lie for about 10 years now. And I, I shan't stand for it anymore. However, Trish in this promo was making a lot of great points. Really liked it. I did see people online saying like, <laughs> China and Medusa will have something to say about that. It's like, they probably well, should. China probably would have a lot to say. But like, you know what I mean? The legacy of. But like, but you know, let's say Medusa does does come out and say something about it like there's there's a there's a point because the point you that's how you get heat on someone like Trish is by Trish half telling half truths about her legacy half truths. well what I really liked in this promo is that she said that I made women's wrestling uh you know a women's wrestling a serious thing not Lisa yeah no 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 
It was me. Yeah. It was all me. Like, I did this. And I thought it was really great. But no, Becky comes in here mm-hmm. with her four horse ladies. Yeah, which yeah, I thought yeah, was yeah, great. Not really calling yeah. them by their real name and has been lying this whole time. So they revolutionized. They wouldn't have a leg to stand on if it wasn't for me. Mm. And then she had this great bit where she was like, Lita was happy to come back as Becky's sidekick. I ain't no sidekick. Mm. I am not a nostalgia act. I am not your childhood fantasy. I am not a sidekick. I'm the greatest of all time, and I'm here to prove that. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, it was a really, really Really great promo. promo. And I think that she's doing... Or she's, I mean, this is why she was such a great heel back in the day. She's proving why we we booed her so much. And she's doing all she can to get that heat. And I do think that telling these fibs, because they have, abs- the four horse ladies absolutely have put, given Trisha flowers over the years. Um, she's telling fibs. This is, this is deep insecurity and it's really effective heel work. I'd like to see um, other people. Ah, ah, now, Becky's tweet. Could we, do we have, we'll discuss this briefly. Yeah, we can do, yeah. Becky's tweet before the show. Did you see it? Yes, where she said, I'm not coming to Raw. I'm today. not coming to Raw. She changed her name to Rebecca Quinn. Yeah. Um, which Twitter lost its mind. Twitter lost its mind. And then they were like, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, there's no verified. This can't be a real account. Like the verified badge means anything anymore. Um, <laughs> but um, it was really interesting. I was like, hang on, what is going on there? Only to be met with then Trish quoting it with a, with a, um, a well, gif. And I was like, okay, well, it's clearly a work. And then we yeah. find out that the reason for the work is that Becky has a little foot injury. Cool. Let Becky go away for a while, and already we're sort of getting over that issue that we had of how are we going to stretch this out until, say, SummerSlam. If you but give Trish a long old program, let her kind of steamroller the, the new generation of women a little bit. You've got loads of them, even if you aren't giving them to Bianca. Have have a couple of legends be like, no, hang on, I also put it on the map. You know, don't take away the like. They probably won't come back the Garcia twins now, but like you could have. Um, you could you could quite easily have Melina come back and say, "Don't steamroller the the um, divas era." Like have one or two matches here and there, Kelly Kelly, and then eventually you get to Becky. I don't, I don't know. Mind, I, was, I, I, really, I was I was into it. Uh, Kathy interviewed Cody Rhodes. That's all I've written. Yeah, I nothing. I've ri- I've literally written here. Kathy interviews Cody, and that is all I've written. Yeah, because because it didn't add anything. It basically was a he was like, "Sorry, I lost my temper," which. No. Do you know what? Someone on the... I was checking through the comments on the, 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 the news that went live. Someone said, man, your two out of five score for this was really harsh. This was a show that furthered some rivalries. And I don't think it did. It didn't... I mean, I... Look, I, I liked Cody bashing all of the... Um, Security? So why did you give me this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then yeah. we had Candice LeRae and Mia Yim versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Oh, this rivalry furthered... The, the, if you want to, if you want to say that, um, we Graves in a, a curious bit of commentary said, "Oh, I don't know uh, how Larray and Yim are going to work together as a team. They've been a team since February, um, and we literally saw this match three weeks ago. Nikki is still stalking Candice. That storyline is going nowhere. Green wins. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Um, also, I did see." Um, where did I see? I saw someone online talking about like, well, how do you fix women's tag wrestling? It's like by making tag teams and sticking to them, by giving them reasons. By I will say, like I said, like Liv and uh, Raquel doing teamwork in matches, wearing similar gear works for me. Having them come out separately doesn't. Like I think I like that Chelsea and Sonya seem to have been put together for a reason because they're both Karens, and it's like great, and they're they're working together. Do, that, stuff but, like that. But Sonya was just a, a Carmella replacement. 
Yeah, well, this, and it's, it's again, it's more or less sort of like Frankenstein. But at least starting. they're working it. But at least, you know? at least they're at trying least. to do something here. Um, like, Yim and Candice LeRae. I just like that is proper my GM I've got two crew I've got two crews away so mm. I can just put them together as a tag team yeah it's a shame that they split Toxic Attraction down in NXT because you could have just yeah. brought them up and then there you've got a tag team a tag team who are a team who come out to the same music work together like imagine if this was the men's division again it's hard to make why why do we as the audience care right it's hard for us to care if you're just giving us two people who are put together because they've not got a lot else on. Why are they, you know, why are they fighting? Why Why do they want to go for these belts? Why? Yeah, why is a good point. Um, and also, like, it's the, if, ugh, why didn't one of these just win the, the showcase match? Yeah. Because yeah. you gave Ronda and Shayna the win. Yeah. And not been on TV since because yeah, now, because Ronda's her. So what was the point? Yeah. Like, yeah. what was the point of the showcase? Yeah, and, the, and Ronda and Shayna didn't even need to take the pin. No, of course you know, they didn't. They, they didn't even need to go into the match. They could have come out and gone, do you know what? We're above it and leave. And then like, you know, that, that's that's its own well problem. It is well because they treated that whole match like it was a joke yeah. and treated everyone else as a joke. And all of a sudden, oh, by the way, now they're the only people that are challenging for the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not great. We, we are told as the audience that it is a joke. It doesn't work. Can I also do one other bit of awful commentary? Please do. In, I forgot this earlier on in the Bianca match. Um, Bianca at one point like Kevin is like reeling off a list of things that Bianca is like, Oh, she's like tough. She's a strong athlete. And then Bianca like does a kiss my ass moment. And, goes, <laughs> and she's and a, she, bit she's a bit cheeky too. And I about threw my TV out the window. At one point, Corey is saying something like I'm playing both Waldorf and Stella here during the Miz and Seth Rollins match because he's right. Cause he's got to play both parts. Go back and listen to JR and the King. Listen to Cole and Cole and Taz even at one point. The point is, the, the the commentary is supposed to be leading us. They're supposed to be helping us along in the moment. They're supposed to be keeping us interested in the story, pal. KP, God love you. It's not worked, has it? No, it really has not. Um, then we got a uh, backstage segment. So it's the last thing we got to talk about here, which is Rick Boogs was confused about the draft. <laughs> you and me both, Ricky. So the Street Profits explained it. Uh, Elias said, don't worry, I'll be picked first. Baron Corbin was there. Tazawa says that Elias will be picked last. Corbin tries to be everyone's friend, but no one wants to be his friend. And that was the show. So, um, yeah, two out of five. I, I, two. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. What's really hard? I said this. <laughs> Meeting OG Bullet Club. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I said about the show outside when we were queuing for the, the bathroom that never was was um, this show was less than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. There was an awful lot of moments in this show that I liked. I like the faction stuff. I like um, the Bloodline and the Judgment Day teaming up to sort out each other's problems. I like Cody battering a bunch of um, security guards. I like um, Dakota Kai having a match. I like The Miz being called excellent on the stream. And you can all watch it as many times as you want. In fact, it'll probably make the best of WrestleTalk for the month. I think (laughs) it should be the whole video. Um, There's so much in this show that I like individually. Altogether, it was a nothing show. Yeah, really. It certainly is April, and this is a real shame because I think there was a lot of potential with Backlash in Puerto Rico to really push the LWO angle, to really push let's kick off this new era with Cody having the belts. There was a lot of potential for this April to be different to all the other Aprils. And unfortunately, we are in the same old April.
Well, uh, thank you so much for all of your thoughts. We're going to get to your ultra chats in just a moment. There is a poll up now in the live chat. Let us know what you thought of the show. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, we're going to shout out some very special people here who've gone over to patreon.com forward slash rest talk to get involved with our content over there. Tomorrow is Wednesday. You know what that means. Wrestle Talk After Dark is mm. going to be released. Myself, Pete Tempest, and Dave Bradshaw have a few drinks and have a, bit, a good old natter. And then next week, it'll be Ollie Davis and myself reviewing. Funnily enough, WrestleMania 2000. Oh, dreamy. Um, which is not a good show. <laughs> um, but go and check that out. We're, we've recorded about an hour of it so far, and we're having a grand time doing so. Uh, and then there'll be more. Actually, I mean, next, now it's time to get involved because Wrestle Talk Behind the Scenes, next month's Wrestle Talk Behind the Scenes, will have a lot oh, of stacked. All of the WrestleMania yeah. stuff that we have done, the new studio move. Basically, it's going to be a, a podcast of here's how hard Peter's worked right. for, the, <laughs> for the last few months. The, the poor guy to the bone yeah. working very hard. So if nothing else, go and see it for that. Um, and if you are one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read out on the air like these fine folks. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. NJ Hornsberg. This is some kind of Patreon shout out. Nate dropped surname. The Batsman. Nathan Batty. The number one villain, Nikolai Martinhausen. The hundred dollar man, C.D. Halver. Peter Fiber Brontus. Probably better than Kyle, Philip O'Reilly. The man who wears the gold, the man recognized by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion, our legend. Reese Cook, what the rock is smelling. Daylight Robbery, Rob James. And Yo Adrian, Rocky. Thank you all so much for your amazing, wonderful shout-outs. Apologies that my laptop was loud. Um... <laughs> Kid Phantom uh, here in the Ultra Chats. Please do. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call. Get them in WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them up of the five US dollar level. Kid Phantom V3 said, So Brock is definitely beating Cody at Backlash. He captured the Undertaker's outfit from a legendary loot chest, and he now has plus 10 to all of his stats. It's, it's, it's an extra bit of adversity. There's just so much. He, Cody currently is in the University of Adversity. Um... University of Adversity. They can't all be gold. <laughs> Jesse Venable said, I was at the show. Luke is right. Two out of five. Bronson Bobby bad. Seth Miz good, but repeat. Ray squashed by Bloodline. Trish had a better promo than Natalia's embarrassing <laughs> one. It's a lovely MyGM reference. Hashtag 2K23. Uso Sammy KO stuff is stale. Cody fought 20 lads while hurt. Slash uh, hashtag Aversatity. Yeah, well, literally. Yeah. His Aversatity. Ollie put it best. Um... Eddie Pat says, uh, do you guys think if Cody would have gotten injured that we might have won at WrestleMania? Do you think if Cody Rhodes hadn't gotten injured, he would have won at WrestleMania? I mean, he would have liked more time to go through all that adversity than you missed out on. Also, I think it's time you guys realized LWA were put together for merch. I mean, you're dead right on that one. Yeah, I, I totally get that. But you could do that with Legado Del Fantasma. You could. But also, you could do it. You could both put them together for the LWO merge and have it mean something. You, th this doesn't have to just be a, a blatant, baseless cash grab. It could be sick. And also, I mean, I'm just going to put this out there. You could just release the LWO t-shirt. Uh, yeah, and it would have just made a load of money. I mean, without making them. Yeah, that's not true. I can go to wweshop.com right now and buy a Wolfpack t-shirt. <laughs> you can do that. It's got a logo on the bottom. Yeah, Will Washington's yeah. about that. It's got the, it's good, uh, 
grossly as well not advertised on the website no, has the bad. WWE logo on it but then you get it WWE logo was front and center yeah, and be like form. by the way we won we won the one um, no I don't think Cody not getting it because for me Cody getting injured is the ultimate adversity that was the Triple H My, imagine if Triple H didn't have his quads torn out and then didn't get to WrestleMania X8 Triple H knows better than this or does he? Uh, Ryan Singh said, Hey guys, hope you're both well. I'm quite optimistic uh, and I'm going to be going to be patient with WWE. I think they're trying to get as many wrestlers switching shows as possible before the draft where it will be a lot more strict. Could be wrong though, it is WWE. Yeah, um, like if they're going back to be strict on the draft, strict on the draft, then yeah, I guess. I would love it to be strict. I would, I, I mean, yeah, I've said this a million times. I like the separate brands. I like it all like that. I am generally optimistic. I haven't been the past couple of weeks. Generally, I'm someone who's like, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm, I've been watching it for this long. I've been watching it for 25 years at this point. Yeah. Like, I give it patience, but yikes uh, uh which is that one john rye says uh fyi guys i don't think they're gonna sell many lwo t-shirts in puerto rico it's the mexican flag colors. that's a very good shout love you guys keep me entertained while i'm at work yeah i mean I, it, it's 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 a cool show though isn't it like i, I like <laughs> I, the, the, the bad bunny is everywhere on that picture like yeah he's even the, he's in every match graphic yeah everything it's like oh he's in he's, he's a special ref in all of them is he? absolutely yeah yeah i don't think they're gonna have a really good show there but that's a very good show mr toff too has been a member for three months in a row said here comes Underbrocker. glad to see dan is settling into the podcast keep up the good work thanks very much sir slip says thank you for your great content first runs on me if you're ever in chicago seeing desire made me nostalgic for 205 live in the cruiserweight classic i doubt it would work now sadly as i was curious if y'all miss anything in wwe that you know wouldn't work now um it's interesting that you bring up the cruiserweight classic and the the 205 live because i watched um a few of those matches i watched the cedric alexander match back with um ibushi and the um uh, i watched some of the may young classic because i was trying to remember early rhea ripley and, and things like that and i loved the may young classic i liked the cruiserweight classic i thought they were really great ideas and it was especially a good way of triple h letting us know that he cares about wrestling um if you're i come on he does he cares about wrestling no he cares about um people liking him yeah but he also likes good wrestling if if no uh if, if <laughs> I, I think if that was the case they would have adopted the ring of honor style well earlier than right. they did well he well he i would argue that when Triple he, was, H- he was fighting against that for a long time until he realized that it made people like him Fair and he just booked ring of honor and presented it like it was his idea okay that's fine i'll, I'll take the mark accusation there that's that's fair however i also think that you could do a lot worse than making i mean i don't i don't think making one of the hours of raw specifically like that the, the, the nick khan said something about they're looking at the, the third hour oh, of raw so I can't, I'm, in a bloody t- I'm in groundhog day honestly because we've, we've had this we idea have. bring Turn the lights off raw, raw underground 24 7 title yeah like, it's the cruiserweight show because but this is this is exactly the point because there was a moment where nick khan said um nbc universal probably wouldn't be averse to a bit of blood on the show in the third hour well, I mean, by that point, it's like 11 p.m., so why not? But also, that's another plaster over the crack. Like, you're not um, dealing with the core root of the issue here. You're not looking at the story. I mean, and they did, like we've said this, we, they, they've done good work. But, you know, giving us a bit of blood isn't really going to fundamentally change the storylines. I do miss the Cruiserweight Classic, and I would like to see some part. If you're going to have a three-hour show it's difficult to sustain that level of interest. So having something different in there isn't a bad idea. 
Apparently as well, WWE Shop are selling Puerto Rican flag LWO shirts. Oh, well, there you go. So there you go. Uh, Jambeard says, I feel like we're either going to get a short Trish versus Natalia feud or Natty will help Trish because Canada. Maybe <laughs> uh, well, record-breaking Natalia. <laughs> You know, another one. <laughs> Most backlash matches. <laughs> yeah. Ket says, what are your thoughts on intergender wrestling? I think it can work if it's taken seriously and respectfully. Lucha Underground is a great example of that. There's a great example of intergender wrestling, like, everywhere. You yeah. You can look for it. Yeah, completely. Because On the indies, it's it's very popular. Uh, I, it's funny. Um, so I was playing uh, 2K23, and I booked my, uh, GD Dolan an awful lot. And I, it only just hit me that GD Dolan is Priscilla Kelly. I didn't make yeah. that connection until... Oh, really? <laughs> not at all. I know that was really di dim of me, but I just didn't until I was like, oh, like, let's... And then I found out. Um, and then I was watching Priscilla Kelly matches and she had a number of them. And I think it was kind of cool to, mm. to look at it in that way. Uh, this this question probably came in because of Rhea and Solo staring daggers at each other. Tell me you don't want to watch that. Wrestling is a lot different now than it was in the 80s and 90s when it was punch kick, punch kick, the brawl era, the attitude era. When it comes to wrestling, why not? When, it, when it's a mixed tag match, especially if you are wrestlers of a similar sort of style and a similar sort of weight category, you know, like Rhea Ripley and Solo are both going to batter each other. Um, Rhea Ripley versus like... Oh, like put a Leah up against Solo, and I think that's probably not very fair. Yeah, you know, with if like you say, handled sensitively, I think it can be done really, really well. China's a great example of that. Yeah, exactly. China just felt like she was just part of that division. China, um, not to put too fine a finer point on it, China, but China for me when I was growing up, uh, a, a sort of boy who was interested in dance, theatre, but also football, wrestling, and all of the different things. China was presented as someone who could beat the men and probably would beat the men, and it wasn't as much to do with her gender as anything. She was. It was awesome. she, she just was awesome, and she just was there. And so China means a lot to me in terms of how how I have become the man that I am kind of thing. Um, so yeah, present if you present them as, as just wrestling, why, why not? Uh, it's a fake sport. Hashtag China deserves better. Um, and also, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a fake sport, so you can do whatever you want. Um, Brody Reed says, Hey, boys, big fan. Uh, just wondering, Luke, when the Rest Talk After Dark episode will be uploading since it was recorded Thursday. Thanks in advance, boys. P.S. Screw you down late and you obnoxiously handsome man, your ludicrous chest and beard. And she says luscious. Oh, luscious, sorry. Well, it's also ludicrous. It's, thank well. you very much. Um, it, we review uh, released on Wednesday. All of our podcasts are released on Wednesday, but we do record them uh, in advance so that we make sure they go out on uh, Wednesday for you. Jambeard says, non WWE question for you fellas, with Super Mario Brothers doing well, um, along with the Sonic movie. What game would you like to get see that's got the style of uh get that style of movie next? Between Kirby, Star Fox, Zelda, Metroid, Donkey Kong, or maybe even Crash Bandicoot. I mean the Zelda movie is kind of interesting. Like if you uh, if you were to animate it in a certain way. So I this Friday, in fact, on cutscene. Is oh, yeah. my uh, episode about the unmade Metroid movie from the mid 2000s. Mm -hmm. And it was a, it's really funny because there's a line, I think there's a line in there. There's definitely a line in the interview I did with the producer of that movie, uh, Brad Foxhoven, where he was explaining his thought process when he was approaching Nintendo. Because mm. it just reminded me of the conversations that Cody uh, reportedly has been having about his movie roles, where he walked in and said, like, I'd like to play Johnny Cage, <laughs> or I'd like to play Link in, uh, in A Legend <laughs> yeah. of Zelda. Great choice, Cody. The man doesn't say anything. Yeah, good, yeah, good one. <laughs> um, but Brad Foxhoven said... Since like 1993, a lot of studios have approached Nintendo about doing movies. Uh, but Nintendo have always said no because Mario Brothers, the 93 Mario Brothers, was a, a black mark on their, mm. their, uh, their history. Plus, it didn't really mean anything for them in the long run. And um, 
he said, but every movie studio asks for Legend of Zelda. And it just, at the second that Cody was like, of course he asked for Legend of Zelda. <laughs> you abs- obviously. Yeah. Like, that's the, the one thing apparently everyone always asks for. And that's why Brad Fox even asked for Metroid. Mm. He's like, because no one ever asks for Metroid. And I love Metroid, and I think Metroid would make a great movie. Plus, I knew if I said Metroid, they'd probably give me that one, yeah. because at the point when he signed it, Metroid had been a dead franchise. It was like, it, they started developing it the same year that Metroid Prime came out. So, like, Metroid Prime recently re-kickstarted, you know, that series. That series had been done for almost 10 years at that point before, like, you know, after Super Metroid. So, yeah, I, I, I would like to see, of those, though, uh, as it's known here in the UK, Star Wing... Mm. Um, obviously Star Fox from American viewers but uh, I would love to see a Star Wing movie for me it's not on the list but I'd like to see True Detective starring the Duck Hunt duo uh, Ryan Marshall says uh, don't know about you guys but Tyler Breeze returns as a new GM authority figure for the draft that would be amazing. I love Tyler Breeze I, the, did you ever watch Breaking Ground? Uh, I did watch Network. Breaking Ground of course Tyler I did Tyler Breeze was the, the proper babyface of that show I was obsessed with NXT of course oh, I was an incredible match with Jushin Thunder Liger like come on isn't it mad that Jushin Thunder Liger had a match in, One w- match in, WWE. in WWE and it's just like it's just a forgotten relic Against, now. but it's so but good but it's a very fun match you know and I and I, I love Tyler Breeze I would like I'd rather see him come back and wrestle but you know well here's the thing with, with Jushin Thunder Liger and why I love that match I went through a period of time when uh, Liger was here in the UK a lot and he was doing indie circuits. And the reason you booked Liger was to go out there and just do the Liger spots. Yeah. So he went out there and just did the same thing in every match. And every time he did it, I'm like, surfboard stretch! <laughs> he did the move! It was a, everything was say the line, Bart. Yeah. Like, that's what you booked Liger for. I didn't do it. And he did and, it. But he did do it. And he did it with Tyler Breeze as well. And they're going like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> he did all of his spots! Yay! I nearly ran him over with a Segway. But I didn't. I I could have ended that man's career earlier than he retired, but uh, but I didn't because I did not run him over. Well, thank you for your service in that way. (laughs) Can I take this one? Yes, you can. uh, uh, Streamlabs has lost this user's name, but they say, if it's not real, it's not right. And that has been my catchphrase for the past five years, and I'd like to agree that yes, if it's not real, it's not right. We've got a, ca- a couple here that are carryovers from the AEW Dynamite show. Please tune in every Thursday where Ollie Davis and I review AEW Dynamite saying AEW didn't give enough time for the return to breathe. So much that when Omega started his real serious promo on the Blackpool Combat Club, you could still hear the crowd chanting, welcome back to Jeff. Uh, that put me out for a few seconds. Uh, also, no, FTR is not a uh, is not good after their big win, but I can't praise the in-ring quality enough. OC versus Buddy Matthews with Master of the Night. Derby versus Web was amazing, and I love giving the big presentation to Keith Lee against Jericho. In fairness to AEW in that, usually if you've had like a big win, you aren't on the show the following week. Like if you have your yeah. big debut, you aren't on the show the following week. You just have like a backstage promo Which or is, something because that's said to give room for other people to be able to get on I was going to say ironic because it is giving it time to breathe. Yes. And, I, and I'm and i a big supporter of that. Do you know that uh, when the, I, I checked this, one of the first things I did when I got the network, the WWE network, was that um, I watched the episode of Nitro after the NWO formed and they ain't on it. No. Uh, Not actually Tesco is also a carryover from the Dynamite review said, how goes it chaps? I thought last night's Dynamite was a step down from last week. I agree. Uh, But you can't win them all. Favorite spot of the night for me was outside of Jeff's return was that powerbomb from Keith Lee. The sheer strength. 3.5 out of 5. All the best. CJ. Stop rubbing it in. Uh, Lucan21 has been a member for 23 months in a row. Uh, It says, hi guys. Love the new studio. Thank you very much. So do we. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's nice and big, isn't it? It is. Well, it's so much bigger. In I know. I know. So much space for activities. I didn't nearly break my neck just trying to get in my seat, <laughs> which was thrilling. But mind these lights. I, I've seen oh, Pete hit his head twice. And it's amazing that Pete does it because he's four foot three <laughs> and he's still bumping his head on things. Bless him. Uh, Bubba232 said, just want to share a personal achievement. I submitted my dissertation last night. I am now two weeks away from completing university. Thank you, Restalk, for being there. Congratulations, you did the thing like Angela Bassett. Absolutely. Uh, on that note, actually, you know, last week we had a big conversation about, um, yes, that first, yeah, I said, I said it was from Kevin, didn't I? That first AEW chat, carrier of the AEW show, I said it was from Kevin. Well, if no, not, uh, no, it Kevin. Was from Kevin. Um, uh, I shared uh, about the the BBFC things that I was writing for my yeah, university yeah, yeah. dissertation way back in the day. I then got booked on Cameo, and it just said, "Hi, Luke. Really enjoyed the chat that you and Dan had about film ratings. Could you just explain them to me?" Oh, fun! So I just recorded a four and a half minute video to him, <laughs> like, "So there's you, yeah, right, <laughs> and then there's PG." <laughs> I explained it to him, and then I was like, "I don't know if that is exactly what you're after, but..." Hey, I had fun. I, I had fun discussing this with you. He left a review and be like, you know, you ask for something and you get exactly that. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much. Um, we need to close the poll and find out what you thought of this episode. Um, one second. Let me just close this. And it says that. Come on, end. Do, 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 do. Mid. 49 percent mm -hmm. this is surprising thumbs up 31 that is higher than i would have thought that is a lot higher than i would have and thought and 19 percent thumbs down i think it's the sum of its part thing for me which makes it not thumbs up like if it i, I agree that it's mid i think thumbs down would actually be a little bit harsh even oh, though yeah. i have ragged on the show for like an hour now but i just think you know lots of good stuff in a in a mid show yeah which is a weird thing but you know two stars but that is all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you all so much for your very generous Ultra Chats as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, no, we won't. You will. No, oh, you won't. No, we won't. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. That, that wrestling will be back tomorrow, but we have to wait a day because we have to see the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, We'll be back on Thursday with the Dynamite review. And then on Saturday, it will be the SmackDown podcast. And on Monday, it'll be a brand new episode of Worst Match Ever, where we're watching Caitlin versus Maxine from NXT. Whoa. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a doozy. Uh, by the way, go and check out the most recent episode of Worst yeah. Match Ever, which was Trish Stratus and Bradshaw. Speaking of Trish Stratus oh, and Bradshaw versus Jackie Gader and Chris Nowinski. Bowling Shoe Ugly. Oh, bowling Shoe Ugly is, yeah. is certainly one way to describe yeah. it. It is hilarious. Have you? you oh, you did Jenna from... Oh, we've done Jenna, Jenna versus yeah, Chanel. Yeah. Oh, oh and then it was Trump versus Rosie a few weeks ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Wolf, I did not enjoy that Every one. single time, this, this, this is a great show, by the way. You really enjoy it if you haven't seen it yet, but every single time it pops up in my... <laughs> <laughs> my sub box i do a deep breath <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much you can check out all of those videos here on this wonderful channel we will see you next time i've been loco and dad that has been the professor dan layton jam that jam Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.